You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. We're going to be okay. It is time. It is time. I feel like we can run the table. We're going to do it. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation. I cover the NFL for Fansided and Pro Football Weekly. And you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. And you can find all of the podcast content at LockedOnPackers.com. Did the intro normal today? Switched it up a little bit on Wednesday. Just try to keep you on your toes. We try to keep it entertaining around here. And I'm going to keep it, I think, relatively short today, although I feel like every time I say that, I end up going 27, 28, 29, 30 minutes because I go in and I say, oh, I just want to talk about this one thing. Let me just address this one specific topic today. And the problem with that is there is no such thing. And and if you're a Packer fan, you understand that, that everything spiders, it branches off. And there's something else to talk about from that thing. It's not just the thing. There's six other things about the thing that you want to talk about. And if you understand what I'm saying, if you understand that feeling, then that's why you listen to this show. And so what I want to focus on today is something that came across my timeline earlier in the week. And what it was, was a list of first team AP All Pros. Now, obviously not every great player is reflected in an all-pro list by the Associated Press. Pro Football Writers of America also do a list. I am a PFWA member, so I vote on those lists. I don't think one is better than the other. What I'm saying is this is not the end-all be-all, but the list was first-team all-pros dating back to 2008, and that is coincidentally just it, it was not intended to be related to Aaron Rodgers but just coincidentally happens to be Aaron Rodgers first year as a starter so these are first team all pro selections since 2008 which is also the Aaron Rodgers era the Green Bay Packers have 6 here are the other teams with 6 or fewer the New York Jets, the New York Giants, the Chicago Bears, the Cincinnati Bengals, the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Los Angeles Chargers, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Buffalo Bills, the Miami Dolphins, and the Washington professional football team. The only team with zero. How many of those teams are good? This year, maybe maybe two. The Giants are the only ones that have even been a, a moderate contender over the last 10 years, obviously they won a Super Bowl. The Tennessee Titans have more first-team All-Pros in the last 10 seasons than the Green Bay Packers. The Detroit Lions have more first-team All-Pros. Now, these are not players. These are first-team All-Pro selections. So if one guy, so like, for example, Baltimore leads the, the league. They have 17. Well, a bunch of those are Ed Reeds. A bunch of those are Marshall Yandas. They have some guys at, at positions of scarcity that are always going to be on that list. But Minnesota is second with 16. 
Pittsburgh, 16. New England, 15. San Francisco, 15. Carolina, 14. Dallas, 14. The Rams, the Rams, who've been garbage since 2008, have 12. Seattle has 12, 11. Denver has 11. Kansas City has 11. Houston has 10. Most of those J.J. Watts. But all of those top teams are teams who are regularly and have consistently been in contention over the last 10 years. Baltimore's won a Super Bowl. Minnesota has been to multiple NFC Championship games. Pittsburgh won Super Bowls. New England won Super Bowls. San Francisco been to Super Bowls. Carolina been to Super Bowls. The Cowboys, a little bit of an anomaly. They have not been to an NFC title game in that span. Either have the Rams. Seattle, been to two Super Bowls, won one. Denver, won a Super Bowl, been to multiple AFC championship games. Kansas City, perennial playoff team. Houston, perennial playoff team. Arizona, I mean, Cleveland has eight. I didn't even get to them. The Browns, now most of those are Joe Thomases, But this speaks to a fundamental problem within the Packers organization, and that is and has been Ted Thompson's ability to find and cultivate blue-chip talent. Part of the reason that there aren't more, though, is the Packers, the players that they do have that are blue-chip players, Aaron Rodgers. He plays a position, for example, where he has to compete with guys who are going to be MVP candidates. Matt Ryan, two years ago, has an incredible season the same year that Aaron Rodgers finishes the year on an all-time hot streak and leads his team to the playoffs, leads them to the NFC Championship game, well, Matt Ryan deserved to be the league MVP, deserved to be first-team All-Pro. Aaron Rodgers, not going to get that honor. David Bakhtiari has been criminally underrated as a left tackle in 2016, that same season. He was the best left tackle in football. Was not a first-team All-Pro. There was a span from 2012 about to 2014. Brian Bulaga was the best right tackle in football. Certainly the best pass blocking right tackle. Never a first team all pro. Somehow Nick Collins, I understand, played in the era with Ed Reed and Troy Polamalu, but was never a first team all pro. The six selections, two Aaron Rodgers, two. Can you, I mean, fathom that. Two Aaron Rodgers selections. He's been all pro twice. Unbelievable. Two Charles Woodson selections, which also seems low. One Clay Matthews selection, the only first team all pro the Packers had the year they won the Super Bowl. Charles Woodson had been the defensive player of the year the season before. And Aaron Rodgers was the league MVP the the year after. And the only first-team All-Pro player they had in 2010 was Clay Matthews. That's five. Five total All-Pros. The sixth, not Josh Sitton, not TJ Lang, not Jordy Nelson, not Eddie Lacy, John Kuhn. Just marinate over that. Before we move on, I want to remind you about our Pro Football Focus Edge subscription giveaway. Now is a great time to get in on the Pro Football Focus action. Get insight and information for days. Player grades, tools, charts, fantasy football information. Those drafts are coming up. You already have to be, there's already ADPs out there. 
We already are seeing mock drafts, practice drafts, all sorts of things. So you need to be up to date. You need to be prepared for your fantasy football draft. And I want to help you get prepared. I'm trying to get you behind the paywall, a $39.99 value. I want to give it to you for free. And all you have to do to enter the contest is put your name and your Twitter handle in a review of this podcast, preferably with five stars on iTunes. I know I, I bring it up. And it is a promotion, but it is also here to help the podcast. Help me help this podcast because the algorithm that iTunes uses and Spotify use, if you want other people to enjoy this show like you do, rate it and review it and help other people find the show. Help other Packer fans find the show. It really does help. So don't just do me a favor. Do Packers Nation a favor. And then give yourself an opportunity to win this contest on top of it. The reason I bring this up is as a way of of sort of pushing the conversation about this roster forward. And we've had discussions about the offseason in free agency. And we've had discussions about this roster after the draft. And what these draft picks are going to do and what these free agents are going to do. And all of that leads us to the question of where, do this, where does this roster stand in relation to other teams in the NFC? And you can't say Green Bay is a favorite. They aren't. They aren't even the favorite in their own division. Now, I'm not saying that's fair. I'm not saying I would pick that. But I think Minnesota, top to bottom, is a more talented team. D- does that mean I think that I would pick them to win the NFC North? No. I would pick Green Bay. If I were going to pick a team to come out of the NFC, would I pick Green Bay? I don't think so. I would need to see this defense. I need to see the proof. I firmly believe Mike Patton is going to take this defense and eventually make them a very, very good side of the football. But we haven't seen it yet. And I think eventually Jair Alexander and Oren Burks and Josh Jackson are going to be impact defenders. I don't know if they're going to be as rookies. And I don't know what Muhammad Wilkerson has left in the tank. And I don't know what Geronimo Allison is going to be as a third receiver. And I don't know how much juice is left in the legs of Jimmy Graham. And I don't know if Brian Bulaga can stay healthy for an entire season. So right now, when you look around the NFC, Green Bay has to be behind the defending Super Bowl champions. They have to be behind... The Rams, talent-wise, they have to be behind Minnesota. I think you could make a good case they should be behind Atlanta from a talent standpoint, but I think that's where the cutoff is. I think with a little bit of of reworking on the defense, I think HaHa Clinton Dix can get back to playing at a high level. I think Mike Pettin is going to maximize Josh Jones. I think this interior defensive front is going to be out-freaking-standing. And I think Pettin is going to improve the pass rush enough. I look at this schedule, and the and and we haven't talked really about it. It's manageable, particularly the the middle of the season is brutal. But I think this is a twelve win team. Anything less, any certainly anything less than double digits is a failure. But I think they are an eleven to thirteen win team. And the end of the schedule sets up beautifully for this Green Bay Packers roster for this team. They can be humming on all cylinders going into the playoffs. And and look, they have the best quarterback in football. They have the best player in the conference on that side of the ball at the very least. You want to argue Aaron Donald? Fine. 
I'm not going to make that case, but we saw a flawed roster in 2016 win games. We saw them go in and beat a more talented Dallas Cowboys team because Aaron Rodgers was unflappable, was incredible. And they couldn't withstand the tsunami that was the Falcons that year because they just weren't talented enough and they were totally depleted by injuries. We don't know what the injury situation is going to be in this year. We don't know where that's going to leave the Packers. We know what history says about this team and where it's been injury-wise and how much of a struggle that's been to watch. We certainly understand that. We know what that looks like. But we also know in 2014 when the team stayed pretty healthy until the end of the year when Aaron Rodgers was dealing with a calf injury, I will always, always, always insist that if Aaron Rodgers were 100% that season, not only do they beat the Seahawks, they win the Super Bowl. I think that that is a failure of Mike McCarthy as well. But if Green Bay stays healthy, they can be a Super Bowl contender. But it's not because this team is loaded with talent. I do think there's talent on this roster. I think Ted Thompson did a very good job of building a deep, talented roster that has young players, that has ascending players. And I don't think his biggest failure was not signing bigger free agents or not hitting in bigger ways in the draft. I, I just I think this team has enough talent. I think it's had enough talent to win more often than it has. I think the Dom Capers failures are apparent. I've said over and over on this show that I think Ted Thompson's biggest failures were not improving this team on the margins, not giving it a better chance to succeed when it did have injuries because every team has injuries and this team has constantly had injuries. And instead of finding veteran talent or or proven players to, to round out this roster, he insisted on using undrafted free agents until last season. Last season, it was the deepest this Green Bay roster has maybe ever been. And yet it suffered an injury at the one position it could not afford one. That is how I viewed last season. Going into the season, I thought Green Bay was either the best team or the second best team in the conference, depending on where the game was played. If it was at Lambeau, I thought it was the Packers. And if it was in Atlanta, I thought it was the Falcons. Not much has changed except New Orleans is much better because Alvin Kamara and Marshawn Lattimore are superstars. And they hit on those guys. And that's great for them. And the Rams have to be in the conversation because of the additions of Marcus Peters and Dominican Sue, Aqib Tlaib. But Jared Goff is still their quarterback. They still have a head coach who has no track record of winning games in the playoffs. Ditto for their quarterback. Ditto for basically everyone on that roster. They have no idea what winning looks like. And Green Bay goes there in the regular season. They go to LA. And that might be a, a playoff Preview, whether it's at the Coliseum or in Lambeau, we don't know yet, obviously, but those are two playoff teams. But from a talent standpoint, it's Philadelphia, it's Minnesota, it's LA, it's New Orleans, it's Green Bay, and Atlanta. Those are the six most talented teams in the NFC in some order. I'm not even sure there's much of a debate on on anyone else being in that mix. Dallas isn't good enough defensively. I don't think Carolina has enough on offense. Tampa Bay is not there yet, and and Dirk Cutter, I think, is, is an abomination as a head coach. Six teams make the playoffs. I just named six teams. 
Can San Francisco get in that mix? We'll see. I'm not convinced. Can Detroit get in that mix? Again, I'm not convinced. Can the Giants, healthy this year, get in that mix? Saquon Barkley. I don't know. But this is a playoff team. Let's not let's not go crazy. But one of the failings, one of the shortcomings of Ted Thompson was not finding and and one of the flaws of the Mike McCarthy coaching staff was not developing more blue chip players. Ted Thompson was really good at finding blue chip players in the mid rounds. Josh Sitton, TJ Lang, Mike Daniels. He found Micah Hyde in the mid rounds. Dom Capers wasn't able to use and that's a Pro Bowl player. He found Corey Lindsley in the fifth round, but he wasn't able to find those super ultra elite guys. And when all you do is draft and develop, you have to be able to hit on some of those players. You have to be able to find some of those guys. And Green Bay didn't. And that is the task that Brian Gutekunst undertakes here now as the new general manager of the Green Bay Packers. He has to be able to find some of those players. He has to be able to find field tilters. And I think that is why he was right to say, you know what we need to do? We need to go dip our toes into free agency. We need to go see, because if Jimmy Graham goes out and catches 14 touchdowns next year, he's a first-team All-Pro. If Muhammad Wilkerson comes out and has 8 or 10 sacks, he's a first-team All-Pro. They might not do those things, but they are capable of doing those things. Jair Alexander, who knows? Josh Jackson, who knows? Maybe they come out and they have a Marshawn Lattimore-type season. Marshawn Lattimore, by the way, only had one season at Ohio State as well. If we want to talk about the Josh Jackson issues. And Marshawn Lattimore had problems staying healthy. Josh Jackson, I know he didn't tackle, but but he was on the field. And he was making plays. And he is a more instinctive cover corner, albeit not as fast, not as big, not as purely athletic in the same sort of way, not as twitchy as Marshawn Lattimore, but still a great athlete, more instinctive, better ball skills than Lattimore. Could he come in? As right away as a starter and, and make that kind of an impact? Sure. Should we expect good against to do that? No. Ted Thompson, one of the best GMs in football, was not able to consistently do that. You need to get lucky in some of those cases. And for most of his career, he did. It was that lately he didn't. And at key positions, he didn't. Nick Perry hasn't been able to stay healthy for as talented as he is. And we saw what he looked like when he is healthy. He's a Pro Bowl talent. Double-digit sack guy if he can play every game. He just can't do that consistently. And we saw Demarius Randall is a playmaker when he has his head screwed on straight. He just doesn't always do that. And so over the last few years, Ted Thompson just hasn't hit these swings in the same way that he did early in his career. And the Packers need to change that narrative. They need to turn that around and Brian Gutekunst needs to turn that around. You are listening to Locked On Packers on the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local daily sports podcast network. Be sure to catch up on everything around the league with Locked On NFL and Locked On NFL Draft. All right, we're going to start to have reports from OTAs. We're going to have mini camp. Before you know it, training camp. And before you know it, really, the season will be here. Now, there's a lot of summer still to enjoy. I want you to enjoy it. We're still going to do three shows a week. That is not going to change. Remember our our schedule on Memorial Day weekend, and that week is going to be a little bit different, but we are still going to be here doing three shows a week. I know that your Packers Jones 
does not wane in the offseason. You still want your Packers fix, and I want to give it to you. I want to keep being able to provide that for you all offseason. Let's keep the energy up. Let's keep this inertia going as we get toward training camp. I know everyone is really excited to see these young players, to see the free agents, to see the veterans in camp get an opportunity to play with some of these guys. Let's see how Devontae Adams looks now that we know he is the true number one receiver. Let's see how Josh Jackson and Jair Alexander and Oren Burks look in this new defense. Let's see how Josh Jones and Kevin King look in year two in this new defense. We talked about the guys who could make that year two leap. Obviously, those guys top the list. And let's see how these these players coming off injury, Brian Bulaga, how does he look? David Bakhtiari, is he fully recovered from the issues that he had last season. Kevin King, how does that shoulder look? Is he okay? What does Tremont Williams look like? There is a lot for us to try and glean from these practices and and from the upcoming work that we're gonna get. Reports from all over are gonna be coming in. And so I'm gonna keep bringing you that information. We're gonna keep doing our rookie orientation series through mini camps and OTAs because you're probably just not gonna get as in-depth a look anywhere else at some of these players as the one that I'm hopefully going to bring to you. So those are those are still going to be coming. I have the second half of my conversation with Greg Jennings that we had during the season. I'm going to bring that to you probably in June. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at LockedOnPackers and all of the podcast content at LockedOnPackers.com so you can stay locked on Packers.